0: Mauricio what's what's up up, man man? how are you doing I'm good I'm good dude we got which two guys from Wichita in the same place
1: dude what are the odds of that I know (laughs) 316 316 to the The good old
0: the good old 316 because I I remember seeing that um when you were at EPCC and you committed to Wichita State I was like oh hell
1: yeah yeah I remember that I was so when I committed Wichita State I was I had no idea what to expect at all and I knew Newman was there and I knew you and Garrett Calderon went yeah So I was like, well, they go there, and and I guess they're going back. So they must like it a little bit. But a big reason I I committed was because of the facilities and stuff when I went mm-hmm. on my visit. It was just kind of breathtaking. Uh, seeing that obviously from EPCC to Wichita State. So yeah, that was kind of a big uh big uh factor in my decision. So
0: yeah, dude. X X Stadium's freaking nice,
1: dude. Yeah, I it's go. Sweet. It's uh, it's I think it was ranked. It was in the top fifteen stadiums of all Division One baseball, mm-hmm. and I think. It's seat point five and it's it's right up there with a lot of SEC big big uh, twelve schools. so yeah. really can't complain about well, anything. I
0: know that they have like the the Kansas Junior College like, yeah. All Star Game. They have it there.
1: Yeah, they have that, and then the NBC as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. I so actually uh, um, I could have played in that really? a couple summers ago, but I decided not to because it was my schedule was freaking chaotic. Gosh, I, I got myself.
1: an invite to play in it too, um, with one of the teams. I forget who it was, but. I decided not to just because I was so worn out from that year, and it was really yeah. Oh,
0: I mean, then also you ended up going to play in the MLB draft league. Yeah. It was it your second summer in a row? Right. Yeah,
1: that was pretty sweet too. That was a cool experience. What, what team were you on again? I was on the West Virginia uh, Black Bears, so we won it um, last year. We were the 2022 champs, and then I think they finished in second this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was sweet too. That was a cool experience. A lot of a lot of good arms, a lot of good good baseball players in that league, and the facilities in that league were amazing. Also, it's a bunch of minor league stadiums. Yeah. So it's up, it's up North and we played the, the cities we play in or States or Pennsylvania, Maryland, uh, West Virginia and Jersey. So well, there you go. go. Dude, I bet that place is fucking beautiful. Yeah, the it summer. Is. It's sick. dude. That's it like is. the
0: best spot to be on like the East coast.
1: Yeah. It's super green too. Yeah, and dude. my host parents were awesome too. Mm-hmm. So I stayed with the same host parents both years and, their, their house was really nice and they lent me their truck. So they had like a twenty 150. Oh, You're living yeah, in high life. Like, That's awesome. It's awesome. And, and what I like about it too, is it's only a month. It's like a month in, in a couple weeks weeks mm-hmm. uh, just because it leads up into the draft. So yeah. the first half is draft eligible guys. Um, and then right. After the draft, it turns into like a free agent kind of pool. Yeah. Um, where people that are done with eligibility can go back and kind of play for one more month. And, and it's, like a, it's like a it's like an
0: independent ball. Right? Yeah, basically
1: yeah. And they get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so I usually just go well. I've gone both years and I play the first half, so it's it's yeah. nice. It gives my body a break, gives me about a month back home before I head back to school. So
0: yeah, no, I know there's some freaking good arms in there. Yeah. Really. Like I mean, I mean it's a place to be. Yeah, honestly. it's legit. Yeah, it's,
1: um most of the arms are mid 90s usually and then i think my first year there out of epcc both are closers mm-hmm. one was 95 to 99 from the right side and then the left-handed closer. i know the
0: left i've seen him on yeah, yeah. Brandon, uh, Brandon yeah
1: yeah he was like 95 to 98 from the left side with a disgusting disgusting slider and it was just like a 90 mile per hour slider and then he had like a 94 mile per hour cutter it was it was a humbling experience going uh, yeah straight out of junior college yeah
0: so what's funny about um about brandon so like as you know like a couple years ago i was making a lot of tiktoks every yeah. day and we were i was like um somewhat popular in like the baseball community yeah. and we ended up following each other and we'd yeah. like talk and like comment on each other's videos and he would always i remember like i'd see a video of him throwing he'd be throwing like 94 from yeah like, side 95 yeah. And like, i
1: actually made a couple i made it on a couple of his tiktoks yeah. in the yeah you're catching the, yeah
0: but i was like uh I remember like he always comes like, dude, how aren't you playing anywhere? Like, (laughs) you must have like the yips when you're getting the game or something like that. And then next thing you know, like two months later, he's in the draft league. And now he's I think he's in the Cubs organization. Yeah, he is. He
1: got drafted in the 11th. I think both our closures that year. And then Trey Braithwaite was uh, an All-American at West Virginia Mm -hmm. that year. And he got drafted by the Reds. I think that year out of junior college, my first year in the draft league, I think like nine or ten of our guys got drafted um it's good company yeah and then probably like five more signed free agent deals so it was it was good to be around players like that especially at such a young age and i think it just gave me a better understanding of the game kind of what what talent is out there and where i need to be to play at the next level Mm -hmm. so definitely helped me
0: do you think like um Obviously, coming from El Paso, it's like a smaller. Yeah. Like it's hard to get recruited out mm-hmm. of here. And then you know, you know, you went to a junior college. But then you think getting that opportunity just told you that, oh, dude, I can definitely play. I can definitely yeah, pass at the next It up.
1: definitely, yeah, one hundred percent. So when I got there, I'm not gonna lie, struggled the first couple of weeks just mm-hmm. making that jump from seeing high 80s to low 90s every now and then at EPCC to every arms mid 90s, low to mid 90s at the at the draft league. So I struggled the first couple of weeks. Um, and then once I kind of figured some things out and kind of got that confidence back and was able to just kind of relax and understand that it's the same ga- game I've been playing yeah. my entire life. Just go out and compete, like trust the work I put in, in the off season, trust, trust what I do. And then just go out and have fun and just kind of compete. I think once I got to that mindset, I think the ca- the game came a little bit easier and it kind of gave me that confidence. Like, okay, I'm meant to be here. I'm here for a reason. I'm not just here right, because of a fluke. Like I, I've proven myself. So I think that kind of gave me some reassurance and it kind of gave me a lot of confidence going into Wichita state as well. Yeah. Um. Just coming from such a good league um, and then kind of getting used to seeing high velocity on a daily basis. So then when I went to Wichita state in the fall and I saw higher velocity on, on day-to-day basis, uh, I think I was ready. And yeah. I think I had a really good fall, my first fall at Wichita state. So I think the draft league kind of built up to that and really helped me.
0: Right. Lot. Yeah. You just build, build on that confidence, yeah, exactly. carry it over into the, the fall ball over at wichita state but i know you guys have like a completely different team now huh yeah Yeah, so
1: i think from last year's roster only 10 guys came back and that's wild myself and Caden favors a left-handed pitcher us two are the only like everyday guys that came Mm -hmm. back from last year's roster um we have a couple guys that were um kind of like sub guys that would that had a good amount of games under their belt they weren't everyday guys but like two of our outfielders came back and they Mm -hmm. got a decent amount of innings a couple bullpen arms came back Um, but as far as like everyday guys it was just myself and Caden favors and yeah a big reason I decided to come back was just because of coach green yeah and that coaching staff so I kind of knew coach green when he was in New Mexico state we kind of built a good relationship over the phone while I was in the transfer portal because I was in the transfer portal for two weeks yeah and that whole process was real. I, I
0: remember that you were like, yeah. "Dude, I don't have no idea." Yeah, happened. it was
1: a lot, and it, it it all happened so fast. So I got in the portal, um, and within I'm not kidding, probably five ten minutes of being in the portal, I just started getting a bunch of phone calls from a bunch of schools. The first school that called me, I I never forget this was Oral Roberts, and at the they, time we had played we had played Oral Roberts, and I knew they were a good team. And I was like, damn, like that's a good school. And then next thing you know, they made it to Omaha and yeah. made a crazy run. And I was just like, that's pretty sweet. And they they saw me catch uh, three times throughout the year just because mm-hmm. we played them three times. And that was the first call I got, and then it just kept going from there. And then ultimately what it came down to was a lot of my credits weren't going to transfer yeah. either. Um, so I didn't really want to go to another school and lose an entire year. And then a big thing, too, was Coach Green. And I had kind of already made a name for myself, which State. I didn't want to go through another fall where I had to kind of climb the ladder again I wanted to go somewhere where I could right. be comfortable for this is my third year of college baseball and it's kind of a big year for me so I think being comfortable and being at a place where I'm confident um will play a big factor in the year so that yeah. that's ultimately what came down to the no I,
0: I think I had the same exact conversation with my coach obviously he didn't leave after our season Um, but that was my like senior year I graduated I got my degree and then he was like hey look like um i think you can go out right now you could probably play independent ball you get picked up pretty good like you have he's like your fastball still needs a couple on like a couple miles per hour yeah. like average but he's like i think your off speed is like really good and it'll play um he's like so I, he's like i can push you in contact with those guys or you can go into the transfer portal he's like and if you want to do that i'm not going to hold it against you he's like i'll help you put or i'll put you in touch with schools um or you can come back and he's like and i honestly i think the best like Scenario is for you to come back just because if you do go to another school, you're gonna have to spend the yeah. entire fall proving yourself, yeah. doing all, doing everything. He's like, I know what you can do in a yeah. game, so I mean, it, it's nice to have that like security, yeah. and I'm sure you had the same thing. Yeah. Where you're like,
1: oh, dude, like you should you should have been a shocker. You should have been <laughs> Texas State, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I, I I wouldn't know until it's there, but I, I really like the school. I'm at. I yeah. like the atmosphere, everything it's like good. that. So, yeah. but um, I wanted to ask you about Oral Roberts because I remember. During like the college or college baseball World Series, we were watching it in here, and I was like, yeah. "Damn, Oral Roberts there!" And you were like, yeah. "Dude,
1: they're good." Like, uh, yeah. It was like one of the best. 100. So we played some big schools. We played East Carolina in conference, and they were ranked sixth or seventh when we played them. and We swept them. We were. I remember that. That yeah, was cute. We were hot, and then we got we made the rankings that next week, and then stuff <laughs> south after that. But besides from that, we played East Carolina. We played Oklahoma State. We played Oklahoma. We played K-State, Kansas. We played a lot of big schools, and I, in my opinion, I thought Oral Roberts was the best all-around baseball yeah. team we played. They, they were really, really scrappy, and you had to play perfect baseball to beat mm-hmm. them. They didn't make mistakes. They didn't beat themselves, and they just found ways to win. I think we were – all three of our games with them were like one or two runs um, going into like the eighth or ninth, and then they just – would scrap together a couple hits and next thing you know we lost and it was just like damn. damn we just can't beat these guys like they just find ways to win and one of my really close buddies who actually played with me in the draft league yeah i know Butters. him. i played
0: against him too. yeah he, so went plays,
1: to... uh, he was my my um, roommate we lived with the same host parents mm-hmm. when i was in the draft league my first year got really close to him and he was at Oral roberts and we'd always chatted up when we'd play each other yeah. and i was like bro you guys just we just can't beat you like there's something about y'all and yeah, it was pretty sweet watching them in the College World Series, and then him hit the go ahead against TCU. Mm-hmm. That was pretty sweet, and that was that was that was nice to watch. And he deserves it. There's not a better guy. than plays. Yeah. He's just a good guy on and off the field. So
0: yeah, I know he he went to uh, North Northeastern State and NSU. Yeah, they're in my conference, MIAA. And I remember we we played them that year, and they're they were really good. Like I think they had, I think he had like. I want to say like eighteen jacks, something yeah. like that. And then they had another dude that, um, broke the single like the record for D two. Yeah, he had like twenty six or twenty seven jacks. I think I don't know. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, was, they were nasty. He was a baller. So, he was good. Yeah. Um, I think you, you said one of the pitcher like their pitching staff was also really good. Yeah. Like you so, said, you had yes. a guy that like looked like Randy Johnson.
1: Yes, right? the lefty that was. Yeah, he literally pitched like Randy Johnson, and he had the weirdest mechanics. And I'm not joking. We I faced him probably three times when we played him on three three separate games, and he was by far the, the nastiest pitcher I faced. He was just a very, very uncomfortable at bat. Left on right. I can't imagine what he was like left on left, but yeah. left on right, he was really uncomfortable, and I remember one at bat specifically. He threw me a first-pitch slider, and I was sitting fastball. I was like, all right, like, I can't get deep into the count with this guy because this guy's Got good stuff. Yeah. Like when when a guy's got good stuff, then I try to do I try and do damage early just because I don't want to get into a pitcher's count and just defend. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna sit fastball. I'm gonna hunt fastball. And if he gives me a fastball, I'm just gonna put a good swing on it, hopefully make hard contact, whatever happens after that happens. So I went up to that bat, it was oh, and I was like, right, I'm just sitting dead red fastball. And he throws me a slider and it looks like a fastball right down the middle. And I'm like, oh, like my eyes lit up, and I was like, yeah, I got the pitch I wanted. And then it just broke and hit me in my back hip. And, like, mid-swing, I've never been so embarrassed. And I was just, like, I literally swung, and the ball hit me. And, like, my teammates were all laughing. And it was just one of those those, uh, moments in baseball where you just get really humbled really quick. Yeah,
0: you just got to tip your cap. Yeah,
1: and the the rest of that bat, I was just mentally, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, you
0: just took a fucking
1: (laughs) 86-mile-an-hour slider in the hip, and now you're like, I still got to get back in the box. I ended up grounding out, and I was just, like, I was just happy I didn't strike Mm -hmm. out. But yeah, he was good. They're just, and then their closer too, um, Cade. I think was his first name. I forgot what his last name was. I think it sounds familiar. i probably yeah. saw him pitch. He was he Series. was pretty legit too. They just they were a round, well rounded team. Props yeah. to them and their coaching staff. Our shortstop at Wichita State actually just transferred over there. Oh really? Yeah, David Herring. Oh, okay. So hopefully he gets some some innings for them. He's a good good baseball player yeah. too.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to see you play yeah. again. Uh, hopefully I can get it if if our schedules. Like they line up the right way. Hopefully, I can get out there and see you play yeah, in person. That'd be sweet. Like get over there at Eck. But I-, I wanted to ask you about like the process of
1: catching because you caught every single game, didn't you? So I caught. So we we played fifty six games and I caught fifty four. That so that was, was probably
0: brutal on the body. Was,
1: yeah, definitely. So it was it was a lot, and at the beginning of the season, I had kind of talked to the catching coach, and he said that. He had kind of told me, you're going to catch the majority of our games as long mm. as you stay healthy and you do what you're supposed to, obviously. And then it just got to the point in the season where we were like three-fourths through the season, and I realized I had caught every game but two. And then my coach would just come up to me after every game and before every game, like, how do you feel today? Like, are you good to catch? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I just – I I think that just competitive edge in me I yeah. wanted to keep catching, and I didn't want to take a game off. Um, So, yeah, it was definitely – I felt fine halfway through the season, and then three fourths through the season, I started feel mm-hmm. field a little bit. and my batting average actually went down a lot. I think halfway through the season, I was hitting like 360, 370. and then the last month, month and a half, I dropped to like three twenty just because my legs were just gassed. and yeah, by the time I'd go up to to bat, like I was it came to the point where I was just in my two strike approach mm-hmm. a lot of the time just because my legs were done and um just had to grind through it. So this year, I'm not sure how it'll work this year. Um, we have a younger catcher, Alex Burge, who's mm. really good defensively. Um, can swing it well, but he'll probably be our starting third baseman as well. Mm. So I think he'll he'll catch a good amount of games, but I don't know if it'll be nearly as much as I as I did last year. It was just yeah, it was too much,
0: dude. I can't imagine like yeah. like for me like as a bullpen arm. I mean, I was throwing. I think a few times I would throw like twice in a weekend. So like three innings max, but dude, it'd feel like I got hit by a bus
1: and I can't imagine just nine innings just yeah. getting beat up. You know, there was a couple of games where if we were up by a lot um, or down by a lot, they pull mm-hmm. me out the last couple of innings, which helped. um, But yeah, it was a lot. And then our, my train our training staff did a really good job with me and they would send me to cryotherapy three times a week. Oh, do you so, like that? Yeah, I did. Um, I,
0: which one do they send or what do they send you? What's they it called? send
1: me to, I forget what the place is called. Um, it's uh on Greenwich. It's I forget what it's called, but they would send me three times a week and I would do the the tube, like mm-hmm, the yeah. I would do that for two minutes and then I do local uh cryo to yeah. where it's like a little gun and they Isolate a specific part of your body and hit it for 15 minutes. So I would do both my knees and my shoulders. Yeah. Um. And that helped a lot. It helped me just kind of push through. That probably
0: that 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 probably feels amazing afterwards.
1: It was was good. And then it's just I mean we have ice baths and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I think that's just so much quicker and easier, and Mm -hmm. I think it's more beneficial. Um. And the school covered it, obviously. So I was just I was enjoying that.
0: Dude, I I love taking ice baths. That's cool, dude. We have like a little. Dude, we have like a old like 70s ice tub in our training room. Really? Oh, dude, it's I get dirty. in there. Yeah, I just load it up with ice. I hop in that thing. And I, I'm i a big fan of like the cold therapy yeah. stuff. Obviously, here it's harder to do. I might honestly yeah. just go hop in my pool. We have a pool here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's right now it's a little bit colder. So I might just hop in for yeah. that for a little bit. But uh I remember my one of my my throwing partner who um I'm a good friend with him, and he's like, Oh, dude, I want to start doing like the stuff with you. Yeah. I was like, Oh, well, we got cold plunge tomorrow. And yeah. he's like, fuck. <laughs> gets in there he's all fucking yeah <laughs> you get used to
1: it after a while Once yeah you've done it enough times it's it's really just the first like 30 45 seconds mm-hmm. that you get in there and then your body gets numb and then you're fine
0: yeah
1: i do a lot of norma tech too yeah. so like usually my routine was cryotherapy monday wednesday friday and then uh, norma tech tuesdays thursdays and then i've also so this fall i started doing some dry needling on my shoulder because i started yeah. having some shoulder issues um thankfully it's kind of gone away so that helped as well, but our training staff is awesome, and I've I've uh, built a really good relationship with them, so they help me out. They help me out a lot, yeah. which is nice.
0: No, I think that's like an off, it's often like overlooked, especially like yeah. in baseball at like lower level schools, not necessarily D, like D D one schools, because you know they take good care yeah. of you. Um, but, like, the relationship with the training staff yeah. and what they do for you just to put you on the field every yeah. game or give you the opportunity to be able to perform, oh, dude, it's
1: it's really underappreciated. Yeah, it is. So, so I've, if you're listening awesome.
0: to this, thank your trainers,
1: yeah. dude. You got to put in work for them. Shout out Dan and Jake and Kenzie and Jamie from last year. They, they yeah. helped me out a lot. So if oh, yeah. they're listening to this, thank you. Yeah.
0: That. Dude, you guys, I remember watching. I think that – so I want to say – you have a guy that transferred to your school last year at Peddington. Oh, Garrett, dude, yeah. Yeah. We, we hey. played, I played against him at UCM, dude. That guy did not get out. Got rakes. Dude, I was like, I think we played him. We had a three-game series against UCM, and that, that was when they were discussing I think they were like number three in yeah. the country. They're really good. And he was a sophomore, I want to say at the time. And he he didn't get out once.
1: Yeah, he's uh he raked for us last year. He was our three-hole last year the entire year our first baseman made some crazy mm-hmm. plays at first a big part of our team last year and then he's actually he transferred to nc state for his uh grad year mm-hmm. um so he's there and i've talked to him i talked to him a couple of times this fall and he's had a really good fall there so he'll probably be their first baseman and hopefully he has another good year but he's a good guy too he's one of those guys that's good guy on and off the field mm-hmm. so deserves all the success he's got
0: how, how are your your guys' arms looking this year? Because I know you're spending you're spending a lot of time with them in the bullpen. You yeah, have to definitely. get to know,
1: like, an entire new roster. Yeah, that was a big thing, too, this fall, was just getting to know the new arms because it was a brand-new team. Yeah. And that's always – the first couple weeks of of the fall are always really, really rough because it's right. a lot of younger guys, a lot of junior college guys, and everyone's obviously trying to make a name for themselves, so they show up. They're just, <laughs> yeah, throwing as hard as they can, and it's just – you got to kind of remind a lot of the younger guys or guys without as much experience. Like mm-hmm. you got to take it slow, man. Like it's yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to blow your out, your arm out, but we we will be young. So we'll be good. So our starters will be a little bit older. So we'll have uh, favors or probably be one of our weekend guys. Who's got a lot of experience. He's been at Wichita state for two years. We've got a couple of juco guys that have been really good. And then we have a freshman that's kind of had a crazy fall. His name's uh, Tommy Lapore, He was committed to Cincinnati and Cincinnati had that whole coaching incident, so they had a coaching change. I,
0: I'm not, I, I'm not familiar with. So they had games.
1: a gambling incident. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So then they got a whole new coaching staff, and we ended up landing him, and he's been a big arm for us. He actually pitched against DBU. I see him being our Sunday guy. We'll see what happens, mm-hmm. but he sits ninety five to ninety nine, and yeah, he's got hey, three light pitches. Work. Yeah, and then so he he's he's had a really good fall um we'll have some left some funky left-handers uh hunter holmes he's a uh, from a junior college in california just kind of a, a three-fourths guy really mm-hmm. really funky stuff i think he only walked one guy the entire fall oh, so he's got really good command three pitches you can throw for a strike we've got seen some younger guys that have live arms um and some younger guys really proved themselves when we played dallas baptist this fall and i think i think they made they kind of made a name for themselves so they, they they uh compose themselves well in that game. So I think if they can transition from the fall to the spring smoothly, which is a lot easier yeah. said than done. But if if they can make that transition, at least a couple of them, I think we'll be in a good spot. So I, I I think we'll be good. It's just a matter of how smooth that transition mm-hmm. is to the spring. So yeah,
0: I think a lot of guys they end up doing like fall ball heroes where yeah. they, they absolutely ball out in the yeah. fall and then they get in the spring and then it's like, Oh, what yeah. happens? We call, compo- them, we call them fall
1: Americans. Yeah. Fall that's my thing. I so, love it. Yeah. We've, we've had a lot of fall Americans in the past. And a lot of the younger guys don't, don't quite understand that yet that mm-hmm. the fall and the spring are two completely different seasons. So a lot of younger guys think, Oh, I had a good fall. Like I got it all figured out. And then spring comes around and, and they hit a, a speed bump or yeah. two and they don't know how to handle it or certain things happen. So um, I try to, I try to do a good job, especially being a catcher, right. Uh, talking to the younger arms, yeah. um, letting them know like, Hey man, you're going to fail in this game. Like you're not going to, you're not going to go out there and dominate mm-hmm. every single outing. It's not high school anymore. Cause a lot of these kids come from high schools and they think they're used to dominating every week yeah. and weekend week exactly. and week out because they're competing in Minnesota at in high schools that yeah. Kids, kids Little just aren't really good. Schools, yeah. So exactly. Yeah. And then they get to a division one and they're like, okay, everyone's kind of good here. Mm-hmm. Everyone's here for a reason. So they kind of need to understand that it's okay to fail. It's okay. you're not gonna you're not gonna have your best stuff every day. Yeah. It's just a matter of going out there and competing with what you got that day. So I think um that's a big that's one that's been a big role for me too is um, I try to pride myself a lot in in making sure I'm talking to my pitchers, especially in games too, um uh, making sure I'm controlling their heartbeat too, slowing them down. yeah, making sure they don't get too high. They don't get too low. They stay really, really level headed. And that's I think that's, in my opinion, the key to baseball at mm-hmm. this level is staying level headed, because regardless of who you are, how good you are, you're going to have ups and downs. And it's it comes down to how you handle them.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you got to find ways to relax, yeah. take your mind off baseball. And yeah. that's one of the things I really like about Wichita, like the yeah. area. Yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff you can do. Like I think, um, so one of my buddies, he always jokes with me. I play Xbox with him, uh-huh. um, and he, uh, you might know him actually. He went to Coronado, um, he was the manager on the baseball team. His Nick Ed. Yeah, 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 dude, he's a he's a clown, dude. Yeah, I love dude. that guy. But he, uh, I play Xbox with him, and he's always like, "Oh, dude, you're in freaking rural Kansas," <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, it's like four hundred and fifty thousand. Like, it's a big city." A lot of stuff to do yeah do you guys uh, do you guys do like a lot of team functions and stuff around town so we
1: usually yeah we we'll go to chicken and pickle every yeah and dude, now chicken and, then. and pickle uh, yeah that place is sweet i i love that i place. like it a lot and then we usually our house where we live it's me and three other guys are just kind of the hangout house so we'll mm-hmm. get together there and have some fires and just kind of hang out with the guys um but other than that i mean this is everyone always asks me so how's wichita like what's wichita how's kansas and the the best way i think i can explain it is it's not super big to where you're always distracted doing crazy stuff but it's not super small to where there's nothing to do like there's just enough stuff to do to where you can have fun but then you're also focused on the right things Mm -hmm. that's that's how i like to explain it
0: what i really like is how close everything is. like it feels like because obviously there's less people Mm -hmm. but like here in El Paso, coming from my house to here yeah, to the facility, it's feel. like a 20-minute drive. Yeah. And then back in Wichita, I can go the same distance in 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, it's nothing, dude. It's yeah, awesome. It's nice.
1: it's nice. It's, it's kind of similar to Crucis, I would say. Yeah. Like, in size and stuff and population. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's nice. I've enjoyed it. And I obviously wouldn't have gone back if I didn't like mm-hmm. it. And I think the city and the people of Wichita and Wichita State in specific have treated me really well. Yeah, They kind of welcomed me with open arms, so I uh, – I appreciated that a lot last year and the fan base has been really good to me. And, yeah. um, that's a, well, that played a big factor in my decision. Oh, well, I know
0: they're doing, you're doing a lot of their NIL stuff, right? Yeah. Doing so a lot that's of why,
1: the... that's kind of why I started making some TikTok yeah. stuff too, just to kind of build a platform and and get some more NIL deals and stuff like that. Um, just because Wichita's is a great, a great spot. And the thing I like about Wichita state in specific too, is that, um, the fans are really loyal to Wichita Mm -hmm. state and they support Wichita state a lot. Um, So I appreciate that a lot from them and it's just a really close community. Um, So that's, that, that's been sweet too. And like the basketball games are awesome too. And like, I know a lot of the donors and sponsors now. Um, So every time I see them, I'll see them in public and stuff and we'll chat it up and a lot of our banquets and our galas. uh, I'll talk to them and just building relationships with them as well, just to, kind of help with NIL deals and, and certain things like that. So that's been good as well.
0: Yeah, heck yeah. That's that's like a, one of the main issues we have at Newman is like getting more support yeah. from like donors, stuff like that. Just because it's a smaller school, there's not a whole lot of alumni. So yeah. like trying to get guys to like come out, support like yeah. the the team and stuff. I mean, I get it in like the beginning of the season because it's freezing yeah. cold. I mean, I mean, yeah. you guys are on the road for the first month yeah. of the season, aren't you? I mean, last year. We- well,
1: actually last year we were – this year we're home the entire – Month of March, so yo have fun with yeah, that. Let's so go. Cool.
0: <laughs> you get that. You get that Newman experience yeah. <laughs> now, dude. You get the crew. Yeah. You get to experience what it's like truly playing in the Midwest yeah, in
1: those February March. The wind. So, oh, it's so bad, especially catching. My hand goes numb by like the first.
0: Do you thing. do you do you pop like a hand warmer ever in your? Can no, definitely? I usually
1: so whenever it's cold, the only thing I'll do is catch with the with the uh BG a batting glove. Okay, that's the only thing I'll really do just because. I like to be able to feel the ball mm-hmm. still, um, just to make sure my pocket presence is good. Yeah. Um. That's why I don't like to put too much stuff on. But I'll be I'll be decked out in like some cold gear for sure. Probably ski mask. Like, especially coming from El Paso. Like, but this this fall was actually really mild. It, it wasn't bad. Yeah, at all. It was. That's it was why insane. it kind of scares me for the spring. Yeah.
0: That's why I was I was just talking to Braden Braden yeah. He's he's over at Creighton University. Yeah. He's a uh, he's up there in Omaha. And he was like, "Yeah, it's like 50 degrees there <laughs> right now." And I I checked right out. It's 50 degrees in Wichita. I was yeah. like. They're just waiting for know, us to get back. I it's kind of
1: worrying me. It's, it's either going to be a really, really cold couple, or cold February and March, or it won't be cold at all. So hopefully it's not cold at all.
0: Yeah, no, I – uh, so Thanksgiving week, I, you went home for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I was yeah. here for a week. So I, I didn't. I stayed just because, like, we have to come back, like, yeah. three days later. So I'm like, it doesn't really make any sense. And I was there, and that Saturday, it was, like, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving – um i was supposed to work like our basketball game i woke mm-hmm. up and the guy had texted like person in the athletic department texted me and was like hey um the game's canceled we're not doing it So i was like all right went back to sleep woke up look outside i'm like oh that's why I was yeah. canceled just a snow everywhere
1: that's how it was when i went back yeah when i flew back i didn't know it snowed like i I'd seen a couple stories mm-hmm. and i was like oh maybe it snowed a little bit and we landed and everything was covered in snow and i got home and there was like a foot and a half of snow and i was just like what happened and
0: yeah no it was all covered well i woke up and i was like ah, okay so i saw it was all snow i was like all right. well, i was supposed to go work out that night and i was like all right i'll just wait i'm gonna hang tight for a little bit i'll wait for them to clear the roads and then it's like eight o'clock nine o'clock i'm like all right i'm gonna go to the gym now so i get my car and i didn't know i didn't th- obviously i knew i was like yeah, they're probably not going to clear the residential roads but the highways will be clear <laughs> yeah they were not clear yeah dude i get on the i get on the highway i'm going like 15 miles an hour yeah. the entire way because just snow everywhere cars are spinning and yeah, every it's, it's, it's
1: scary man. yeah driving in that stuff and you see cars on the side of the road that like mm-hmm. spun out and i'm like damn i just hope that doesn't happen thankfully i have the truck so it has four yeah. by four which helps a little okay. bit so but yeah driving in that stuff especially come from all past where you're not used to it so
0: yeah no i i have like a little scary. have a a gray like honda Mm honda right now i'm kind of scared when i go back (laughs) it's not gonna start i'm like oh i know
1: so am i like so i left my truck outside actually yeah i was uh supposed to leave it in the garage um but i actually left it outside and i told my parents i was in the garage like so hopefully it starts when i go back Mm
0: -hmm. well i mean i'm i'm thankful right now that the weather's nice because i know i mean last weekend we went up to your old we went up to coronado yeah throw bullpens and stuff and i think we're doing it again on friday
1: yeah 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 but uh
0: I remember we showed up and I was like, it was like 50 degrees. It's yeah. sunny. I was like, I was wearing long sleeves because it was supposed to be like 40. And I was like, yeah. dude, it's not even hot. It's, it's not nice. even cold right now. Just
1: Take enjoying everything it off. right now because I know yeah. the cold is coming and got to enjoy the nice weather right now. Yeah.
0: you Are you going to catch me on Friday? Yeah, I'll catch you. Oh, that's what I like to hear. My guy, dude, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know if, uh, I mean, I threw a bullpen yesterday and I was sitting 90 without even trying, I'm like effortless. Let's and go. I was like, oh,
1: let's go. Yeah.
0: Um, it's usually at Wichita State. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm going back to Newman. I like Newman. It's my last year, so. Um, but, yeah. So I think on Friday I'll see how I feel warming up, but I might try to send it a little bit. My one Probably of my four or five. Yeah, maybe we'll <laughs> see. I don't know, dude. It's been it's been so long since I've been up to that benchmark before. It's just that hump trying to get over. You know. Yeah. I mean, it. I the way I. I mean, you're when you hit. Think yeah. of it when you hit like uh when you're like exit velos at like a yeah. certain threshold and you it takes forever to it. yeah exactly it takes forever to break through that so that's what i'm kind of dealing with right now but i don't know i, I know you've been taking your hacks in you hit a lot yeah i said like, you were just showing me your, your tick tock yeah. and you were you had like that cool angle where it's like a swing yeah.
1: and then you just cut it to like yeah, yeah. a ball like shooting off i like that i've actually been working so i've been working on some stuff while i've been here that our hitting coach wanted me to work on mm-hmm. i talked to green in our exit meeting. And I've just been trying to get more separation with my swing, with my upper body, my lower body, okay. just to kind of create that, that like rubber band yeah, effect yeah. where my hands go back and then my legs go forward mm-hmm. just to get more kind of torque on my swing. Um, So I've been working on that a lot and it feels really good. So I've been working, I've been doing a lot of drills to kind of help with that and it's all kind of coming together. So I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, Maybe we'll get another round two of the home run derby yeah, at Coronado yeah, on two.
1: Friday. Yep. No, dude, that was fun.
0: Uh, do you, have you been hitting with those like tater balls or whatever yeah bro
1: those are humbling those yeah are, those are they're good i like them but they they just they're funky and well they're it,
0: good. the whole point of it is to recreate hitting velo without yeah. actually getting your hands blown up because yeah. i mean you hit off a machine with regular baseballs and you have that thing cranked up you miss hit it dude, your hands get fried and you're just like ah oh, dude yeah. i don't want to hit anymore
1: kind of saves your back and stuff too and just your yeah. body just because it's not as much uh I guess, wear and tear on your body Mm -hmm. just because the balls are lighter. But I like training with those a lot. I don't like hitting with them every day, but I don't mind doing it twice, three times a week. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good, as long as you balance it out. It's it's just
0: a good little tool to use. I mean, especially like just recreating the velocity that you're going to end up seeing. Yeah. I mean, you're probably, you're definitely going to see it this year. And then yeah. I'm, I'm assuming most likely you're going to end up playing at the next level. I mean, that's the Hopefully, goal. That's the goal. Yeah. Have, have you talked to any, have anybody or any teams reached out to you at all? Yeah, so
1: last year I had talked to five teams this year. I'm talking to the same five teams. It's mm-hmm. really been the same teams have kind of been following me since junior, junior college. Yeah. It's been the Rangers, uh, the Royals, the nationals, the Cardinals. And there's one more. Um, forget who it is, but they've kind of talked to me throughout the years and I've talked to my advisor this year too. And the big thing for me is just kind of proving that I can do it again at Mm -hmm. at the division one level. Um, so I think if I can kind of repeat the year I had last year, um, if not, if not better, then I think I'll be in a good spot for this year. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now, but I try not to think about it too much yeah. just because I found myself kind of thinking about it a lot last year right. and out of junior college too, once I started getting a little bit of attention and it kind of, it it made me focus on the future and I wasn't really enjoying the present mm-hmm. and I was never present. I was always just kind of worried about, all right, what's going to happen next, next couple months. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, but I try to just take care of my business now yeah. and just control what I can control. Let the rest kind of fall right. into place. Um, but yeah, I've definitely talked to a couple of organizations. So hopefully this year's a, a big year for me.
0: Yeah, no, that's super exciting stuff. I mean, I I love how you also pointed out how um once you start getting the attention, you're like, oh, dude, I gotta focus more just on like what's yeah. going on now. Cause I think a lot of guys, I've seen it a bunch with former teammates, guys in the facility, you know, they start get talking to like bigger or bigger schools or even like professional scouts, and yeah. then it goes to their head. And next thing yeah. you know, they're walking around with a giant ego. And yeah. it's like Hey man, calm down. Like it, yeah, it's like relax. We're really anything. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Baseball's so humbling too. And it's like I've learned over the years if, if you don't humble yourself, baseball mm-hmm. will humble you real quick. So. Oh, dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's always like I mean, we look at like rosters now. Yeah. I mean, I know Brandon Pimentel, he just finished up his first um season with the Nationals. He was in rookie ball there. He was like, Yeah, every arm we face every I saw was 94, 97. Yeah. Like every single one. And it's it's just gonna keep getting harder and harder and harder. So I mean, I think you're fortunate enough. You're in a premium position of being a catcher.
1: Yeah. So, so I don't have to always hit. Yeah. It helps. So as long and that's one thing I kind of talked to Green and Miller, our mm-hmm. assistant coach, about and Clay Overcash, who's our catching coach, who I absolutely love. He's one of my favorite coaches. Um, but I kind of talked to them and they just said that. position i'm in a lot or right now gives me a lot of leverage um especially being a catcher and like everyone's always looking for a defensive Mm -hmm. catcher and if you can hit then that's just a plus right the the most important thing for me right now is catching and and having good uh good presence in the Mm -hmm. games as well so and then last year too i finished in the top 15 in the nation at, at stealing strikes so that helped me a lot yeah so that's kind of what we talked about and he's like don't worry so much about obviously still go out and have competitive at bats but the most important thing for you right now is your defense yeah and then if you can hit if you can prove to hit above 300 again like last year then it's like there's no reason why you shouldn't get a, a shot
0: yeah no sky's the limit man yeah, i mean a catcher a catcher that is really good defensively and can swing yeah. it oh dude
1: golden golden yeah, man. so hopefully fingers crossed i've just trying to put in the work and let the rest take care of itself
0: mm-hmm. I, I you said you were top 15 and stealing strikes yeah that's I, I think it's pretty cool watching how fast, um, especially in baseball, the game changes because, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago, that wasn't it was more yeah. like throwing guys out, yeah. everything like that. And now it's transitioned completely. It's like the new new yeah. school style of catching. Receiving is yeah, like the biggest that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I know like I see you. I see um, John Figgy, our director of player development and Ronnie, a bunch of all that. They're always working on receiving yeah. just every single day, just working on up. Uh, yeah. Uh, starting down, working
1: important. your way up. It's just reps, 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 and more reps. It's oh, all it dude, really comes yeah. down to. And it's just, it's such a big part of the game now. And like I talk to Cash, our catching coach all the time. He's like, like re- receiving is the number mm-hmm. one priority in catching right now. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's all about receiving. And then if you can catch and throw after that, then that's a plus. But mm-hmm. if you're really good at receiving, you're going to start over someone that can throw everyone out just because stealing a certain amount of pitches in a game, changes the game so much and it just helps the pitcher and i think about it this way your number one job as a catcher before anything else is making the pitcher look as good as possible yeah if you can do that dude you're you're. i
0: one of the books i read it's um it's called i want to say ball player it's by david cone you know pitcher for the yankees mets um royals too through perfect game everything like that and he said the biggest thing and he would get into arguments with some of his catchers that have caught him that he didn't like is in his pregame bullpens he wanted them no matter where the pitch was to stick it and pretend yeah. like it was a strike he's like he's like i don't care if it was 3 feet outside yeah. i want them to like stick it and yeah. get a good make it look like it was a lot yeah. better than it was cuz it just helps him boost their it's confidence booster Yeah no, know exactly and i think um even with my like for me um throwing to a catcher that is, has the ability to steal strikes mm-hmm. at con- like consistently Oh my god, it's so yeah. so nice because it feels like you can put the ball anywhere, yeah. he might get a strike out of it.
1: Yeah, and even if the ball is like you said, two two balls off, but the catcher does a good job and presents it well, yeah. then it it gives that pitcher the reassurance or uh, it makes them think, okay, my misses aren't by much. Like, right, right there. exactly. The, the so worst confidence with dude. The it's
0: the worst when you're like warming up. Yeah, and it's coming from a pitcher's perspective when you're warming up in the bullpen to go into like say for me, I'm a bullpen guy. And I'm warming up to go into a game and I'm throwing, maybe I yank a fastball or something yeah. like that. And the catcher, I just see him pull his yeah. arm all the way across his body. And it just makes me go, oh, "Fuck!" I yeah. know that was a really bad miss. But in reality, it was probably only like maybe two balls yeah. outside, but he was set up inside and he yeah. reached across the yeah. entire way. And I'm like, dude,
1: it's hard though. Sometimes. As a oh catcher, no, you yeah, know, I, I get hard, it. but I think, yeah, just giving your pitcher confidence mm-hmm. plays a big factor in how they perform a lot of the time. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, uh, I'm sure you I, you don't really have to deal with it as much as I would hope, but dealing with spiked fastballs. Oh, I
1: get them every once in a while, trust me. Especially a lot of the younger guys, um, they'll spike a couple of fastballs every now and then. And oh, just, dude, that's the worst. Yeah, especially like, when you get them off the floor oh. or on the inside of your thigh. It's just – that's that's where our catching coach always says, you just close your eyes and try and scoop it and break. Yeah. That you can really do. Yeah, I mean, um,
0: I think – uh. uh my coach always jokes around he's like, I don't I want them to block the fastball. And I'm like, all right, hey, look, I understand it. like if yeah. it's a spiked fastball and it gets by the catcher as a pitcher, I'm like, no, that's not on them. Yeah. I I have no I yeah. hold nothing against them because I mean you're expecting like 93 mile an hour yeah. fastball. You want it somewhere in the region yeah, where yeah. you don't really have to move too much for it. But if it's it yanked two feet in the dirt, you're like, Oh shit, like good luck at off up.
1: speed sliders, curveballs, changes. Mm-hmm. We must we gotta block because you know we're expecting them. Yeah, but fastballs it's it's a different story.
0: Yeah, no, I think uh, I think I, I like that just for like just right going back to like the, the relationship between the pitcher and catcher. Um, I think a lot of coaches overlook how how well they get along together. Yeah. Uh, have you dealt with anything like that where like you just weren't on the same page with a pitcher? And you're like, ah, dude, like I gotta figure this out. Like, do you have to work to uh, that relationship.
1: Yeah, it's, that's definitely a big part of it too. And especially last year, I called, I called all the mm-hmm. games, so I called pitches the entire year. Really? Yeah. No, that's um, a, that's a lot of trust yeah. that I put in, in So, um, Pelfrey was our pitching coach last year. And mm-hmm. e, well, we our routine was kind of before every game, we'd go over the lineup, we'd yeah. go over the hitter strength, and I had the earpiece too. Okay. So I, what I told him was the first time through the lineup give me a kind of a refresher of the hitter. Yeah. Let me know what they're good at and what they're not good at. Um, Like some of the stuff we'd go over. So he'd be like, all right, this guy is 40% first pitch swinger. So, and I know, okay, he's kind of aggressive, not super aggressive, but a guy that's 60, 70% first pitch swinger, mm-hmm. then you probably don't want to start him off with the fastball or you don't want a fastball inner half or middle half um, or down the middle, just depending on, on what their strengths are. Uh, So he would kind of give me a refresher and then I'd go based off of that. And then once I kind of got a feeling for the lineup, then I would, I would, he'd kind of let me loose and i'd call pitches um but going back to our pitcher catcher relationship that was kind of a big a big thing for me mm-hmm. too so you, you remember peyton Tolly? yeah i do yeah, yeah so he was uh our saturday guy and i got really close to him in the fall mm-hmm. and i'd go over to his house a lot of the times and we played Catan. have you ever played Catan, the board game
0: i've heard of it i don't okay, think i've yeah, ever played so it. always
1: played Catan. me him and kite mcdonald our mm-hmm. center fielder last year and I, I would try my best to get really close to our pitchers on and off the field, just so we had a good relationship yeah. Um, and making sure that there wasn't little groups in the locker room and stuff. So that's something that I tried, I tried to work on really hard, just so that when, when the game comes around and the pitchers on the mound, they kind of have that trust with mm-hmm. me that, okay, this guy's not just my catcher, like he's my boy on and yeah. off the field. Um. So that was something that I worked at really hard. And I got really close to Peyton Tolley last year. Yeah. And I think, I mean, when every time I caught him and he pitched, he was kind of lights out for us last year. Yeah. He was an all-American for us. Oh, he's Uh, a two-way guy. He's like I saw him. He's at TCU now and has had a crazy fall. Really? And he's just a great guy on and off the field. Um, but yeah, I think that's really important. That's something I've tried to do Mm -hmm. this fall as well, is get really close to all our pitchers. Um, obviously, you're not going to be super close with every guy on the team. No, it's impossible.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got Um,
1: 45 guys, probably 20 pitchers. Yeah, Yeah, everyone's got different interests, everyone's got Mm -hmm. different personalities, but just Getting close enough to them where they trust you during games. Yeah. um, Just so we work better together and it's not just, just, oh, this guy's my teammate. It's, it's more, this guy's my friend off the field. So I trust him. So that's, that was a big, big part. That, that trust factor
0: for pitchers is huge. I mean, because pitchers, you know, obviously the job is just, it's hard. Like it is putting a ball into yeah. an imaginary square. Like yeah. people make it seem
1: strikes, bro. Oh, <laughs> dude, I, I.
0: That's the worst thing you could tell. I <laughs> for sure. But I, um, once you have that trust with a catcher, they can throw down anything. Yeah. And you're like, Oh dude, I know, yeah. I know what to do with this. Cause I have, so my, my roommate right now, his name is Nick Baba. He didn't get to play a lot last year. So he was in the bullpen catching all of us. And he was my guy yeah. dude. Throwing to him was the best. Yeah. And then I, w- I think I threw to him like twice in game last year. Um just in like midweeks they put him yeah. in and I, I got the throw to him at the end lights out every single time and every inner squad or like live a b's that he catches me dude I have no I, no for sure I've zero era when he's catching really? oh dude it's the best yeah. and I think he's caught me like probably eight times yeah and for eight innings probably but I probably have a lot of strikeouts when yeah. he's behind the dish because I just trust everything yeah. he throws down dude. I don't second guess it
1: yeah that's that was and I, I make sure to tell our pitchers too like if I'm calling a pitch, it's not always... Because I don't know how the pitcher's feeling that day. Yeah, I know based off the bullpen, I can see what's working a little mm-hmm. bit or what's not. But if let's say I call a slider and he's not feeling it that pitch. I always tell them, so the wrong pitch with good intent is always better. Or no, I messed that up. I tell them, <laughs> what do I tell them? I tell them, uh, oh, the, the pitch that you want to throw with the right intent is better than the pitch that I'm putting down mm-hmm. with wrong intent. Yeah, so if, exactly. if I'm putting down... A slider, but you're not feeling a slider, and it's maybe it is the right pitch in that situation, but you don't you're not confident in it. Mm -hmm. You're gonna throw a half-ass slider that's hung and could get hit. Exactly. Or you You know know, if if you're feeling your fastball and you're like, all right, like I'm really feeling my fastball, like my fastball feels good. Um, I'm gonna dot this up and you shake me off and you throw a fastball, then I'm never gonna be mad. Mm -hmm. As long as there's reasoning behind why you're throwing stuff, like just let me know. Like, I wasn't feeling it that pitch. That's totally cool. Like, it's not. It's not a dictatorship when when you're calling pitches. It's it's kind of working together. Like I I always tell them, I'm gonna put down the best suggestion, what I think is best. Mm-hmm. But you're at the end of the day, you're the one that's throwing it. Right. So yeah. if you if you're not comfortable with what I'm putting down, then so be it. You call what you want to call, and and we'll just work together. And I'm I'm still gonna stand by you. Um, but our pitching coach this year too, he's really big on pitch calling. We're we're using a uh, pitch calm this year. Yeah. So I don't know how many how many games I'll actually call. Um, so that'll be interesting this year, the transition from calling every game last year to maybe working a little more with our pitching coach. Um, so I'm excited for that too.
0: Oh, dude, that's awesome. Do you like the have you used it? Did you use it at all in the fall? Oh, no,
1: last oh, we used it in the fall. We used it okay. against DBU. Do you like the I do you love like it? it? You it's, do? It speeds up the game so much. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Cause I, I know um uh hold on one second. Give me give me a second. I'm gonna have to tell them to turn down yeah. the music because it's picking it up a little bit. Oh, That bass is killing
1: Hey, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan.
0: Whoops. Dude, we got to get like a soundproof room or something. We got to start putting up like those things that they have in the studios. You know what I'm talking about?
1: styrofoam state. yeah
0: sorry about that a little too know. much bass on the edm music out there yeah, in the, in the way you're... yeah i know they're <laughs> grinding i i uh i feel bad doing that but it's like I, I try to like when we do these schedule them around times when like people yeah. aren't really working out yeah so um then they can blast their music when they're uh yeah. when they're working out and then when i do this it's there's it's usually dead in there yeah but um Oh, what was we we're talking about the intent
1: and the pitch com
0: and pitch com, Dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're getting one this spring because last year we had like a really bad issue of getting the pitch clock violation called. Yeah. And it, it was weird because it was the first year that they had it at division two level mm-hmm. and they would go like some games. They were super strict about it and they'd call it and they'd be like a pitch clock violation. That's yeah. a ball. Yeah. And we're like, damn. And they didn't like, I remember one game, it was like five, We did it. They called it five times on the same guy. And he was like, dude, I'm not even I don't even have the sign yet. He's like, what am I supposed to do? So our coach was like, fuck it. We're just getting the pitch gone. Yeah. So
1: we ran into it a couple times last year, um, especially with runners on second. That's Mm -hmm. when we kind of ran into some trouble just because you have to put down multiple signs. And we were really traditional last year. Like I was going off signs, like traditional signs. And it just takes a little bit longer. And especially if they shook a pitch, then I have to put down three, four more signs. And it was just, yeah, we ran into it a couple of times. So then Our coach this year was just like we're just gonna get pitch comp. It's just so much quicker. Oh yeah,
0: do you guys run any like chaotic pick plays and anything like that where you Um, have to put down a lot of signs?
1: We no, we it was it was all just traditional like the the wheel play, um, just where like glove flash like Mm -hmm. it was it wasn't anything super crazy. Um, this year it's it's been pretty traditional too. It's nothing out of the nothing crazy. Yeah,
0: we have a bunch of pick plays that we practice, Uh but we never call them (laughs) in games. So I'm like.
1: You've got to trust the pitcher to call.
0: Well, okay. So for us, it's always like on bunt. We have bunt picks. So it's like if we know that a guy's going to, like, there's a chance he's going to bunt, say there's like a runner on second, we have like certain numbers that we'll call out and it'll be like, oh, this guy's crashing or this guy's crashing. And then sometimes they'll, if it, if the number ends in a nine, whatever, hopefully, hopefully nobody's listening to this. That was (laughs) one of my rival schools, but that's like a, it's like a pick. And then we'll end up going to throw into one of the bases. But dude, I, I like to not think at all when I'm, yeah. when I'm pitching. Yeah. So it's like, when I hear that, I'm like, Oh, shit! Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. hold on. Wait, 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 what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, am I supposed to go speeding there? Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know, but that, that, that not thinking, I think yeah, it starts that's... with the catcher. I mean, you guys, like you said, you know, it's a two way communication, yeah. you know, battery, battery mates, but I don't know. When do you, when do you head back to school?
1: So we have to be back January 14th. So I haven't Dude, bought my guys- flight back. You haven't no. oh, so wanna get on that. Yeah, I know. I'm either gonna fly back the twelfth or the thirteenth. I'm not
0: okay. Get it. Yeah, that'll be fun. You guys know who you open up against?
1: Yeah, so we'll open up against Little Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. We'll play there. And then we'll go to a big tournament in Jacksonville. That'll be a big Ooh. test for us. And we'll play Virginia, Auburn, and Iowa.
0: That's gonna be fun, dude. Yeah. That's probably gonna be televised. we got
1: it. yeah, we've got a tough, tough schedule to start off. We'll play Auburn, Virginia, Iowa, and we'll come back home. And then I think we have Nebraska. We have Gonzaga, Long Beach State, I think Utah Tech. And then our conference this year will be tough. And then our midweeks are always tough. It's Oral Roberts, Oklahoma Kansas, State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, yeah. K-State. So it's it's a, we've, we've always got a really, really tough schedule. And then in our conference, we're in the Ameri- American, so it's East Carolina. We actually just got a handful of new teams. So Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston all left. Oh, okay. They're, they're in the Big Twelve now. All right. And then we got UNC Charlotte, we got UTSA, we got Rice, we got UAB. Um, so it'll be Memphis is in our conference, South Florida. So it's it's a pretty good conference. So I'm Far, excited for that.
0: Are you guys gonna be flying or driving?
1: We'll fly to a lot of places. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was but gonna say the like places. So last year, the only places we really drove to were our midweeks, mm-hmm. which were two two and a half hours yeah. usually. Other than that, I think we flew everywhere else. Oh, we drove to Houston, but flew back. Ugh, yeah, how that was that drive. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but we just, we always play Moth. Oh, moth dude. Like you, I'm us.
0: not, I've never got
1: into it. Really? Man. We do. love Moth. Like, we, and it gets, it gets pretty intense. Last year it would get really intense. Dude,
0: we play it all the time on every road trip because really? we drive everywhere. You know, I think the furthest drive we made last year was eight and a half hours. Dang. Oh, that was a nightmare. <laughs> you want to hear about this? I mean, yeah, it's a, it was, dude, this story. Oh, God, it was. Terrible. So we were going to um Arkadelphia. Never we played in a tournament. Yeah, it's the middle of nowhere. But there's so there's two schools there. It's Wachita Baptist and Henderson State. Okay. They're both division twos. They're in the same conference and they're literally across the street. Like the baseball field for Henderson is here, and Wachita Baptist's baseball field is here. And then okay. there's just a street splitting them up. And they're in the same conference. They're in the I want to say the GAC. So Great American Conference. And um we're going to play a tournament there so it's like a bunch of schools from the area i think a few from oklahoma one from oklahoma city us henderson wachita so we're going we're going to play all those guys so we drive it's like eight and a half hours our fucking bus driver takes like the back road boonies on the way there and we're going through like mountains and shit winding roads and like three hours in one of our guys gets sick and he's throwing up and we're like that's gross two hours later another dude gets sick and he tries (laughs) getting to the restroom and like this is nasty but he he, it was like one of the restrooms in the back of the the charter bus that has like a you pull down like a little switch and then the door slides and he didn't know that so he's just trying to rip the door open and he can't get in and he just sprays all all over the back so everyone's at the front of the bus we're all doubled up and like this is a nightmare already get to (laughs) get to like like an hour and a half away and like th- at this point, like four people are sick, get off. Three more people are sick. And our, our trainer's like, dude, we got to hang out here for 30 minutes. If anyone else gets sick, we got to turn around. So we just sit there for a while. And he's like, all right, we're good. Everyone on the bus. So we go, we drive, get to Arkadelphia. And then that we, we got there Thursday and we were supposed to play Friday. Wake up Friday. It rained all night. And they're like, hey, we got to move the game. <laughs> we're moving the game to Sunday. So we're going to play two games Sunday, one game Saturday night. So Friday we just had practice. Um, So whatever. Saturday wake up, go to hit in the morning before our game. It, our game was at like six p.m. And then I get sick
1: <laughs> on that
0: on that on that Saturday morning. I'm freaking hawking up a lung over in the parking lot of this of uh Wichita Baptist. I'm like this is a nightmare. Yeah, so like I'm a terrible. Trip. Oh dude, it was <laughs> it was brutal, and it gets better, and then. So I can't go to the game. So I'm staying there. I'm trying to down Pedialyte because yeah. I'm just like oh, yeah. in my room. It's I'm freezing. It feels like I'm like shivering and everything. Yeah. So I'm watching the game, and we're we're playing Henderson State, and they're really good. They're usually a top twenty-five team every year. Okay. and we're I think it, the score is one to zero. We're winning, all right. And they end up booting a ball, and then a fly ball drops. So three-run score. We end up losing three to one. So, you know, my coach is pissed. And he also coached at Henderson State. So it's like, a, like he, yeah, wanted he wanted to, to win that game. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever. But it wasn't a bad loss. It was just a couple key errors were made yeah. in, in crucial situations. They ended up scoring. Um. So they all get back. And obviously, you know, everyone's kind of pissed that they didn't win. Whatever. The next day we wake up, it's Sunday, we're supposed to have two games. Mm-hmm. Rained all night on Saturday. And they're like, ah, we got to bang the games. <laughs> We're like fuck seriously. So we had, we literally drove eight and a half hours for four days. We played one game that we lost, and then we had to get back on the road and drive eight hours back. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a great time, man. <laughs> Division two baseball at its finest, right I know, there.
1: It's like a JUCO story too. Oh,
0: dude, it's you like, guys at EPCC, you have any any chaotic was, road trips? It
1: was just crazy. Like our our road trips were just because we had a lot of Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, mm-hmm. people from Mexico, so like there was always like one person in the or like some of the Puerto Ricans in the back with the speaker just (laughs) blasting music and the people in the front were just yelling at them like turn it off like shut up yeah and then we'd have like rap battles in Spanish and like the Puerto Ricans would go at it um but like we never really played MOF at EPCC just because Mm. half our our team only spoke Spanish so at Wichita State MOF's like a big deal and like every trip we play MOF and it, it gets pretty, pretty intense. So that's, we, we passed, we passed the time really quick with mafia. So that's super fun. Yeah.
0: Now I gotta, gotta keep it light on those road trips. Yeah. So you're not bogged down with those long hour drives. Yeah. So.
1: We started doing so on our flights, like when we had layovers, we started doing like drafts, which was like, so we'd have three people mm-hmm. and then one judge. Okay. And then it would be like a, it's like a three round draft. And we'd be like, all right, uh, we're going to, we're going to do, um, college uh, baseball uniforms so then it'd be like okay. a snake draft and it'd be like someone would draft first and they'd be like all right Ole Miss is uh powder blues okay and then that'd be like their first pick the second pick would be like all right Vandy's like pinstripes mm-hmm. and then you, you draft three people and then the judge decides who was who was in well, that first fun. second third that, that was actually fun we started doing that towards the end um so we that that was really fun too and then we do like chips or sodas or yeah. dream destinations like just random stuff just to pass the time and then we play wavelength a lot too have you played that game
0: I've heard that. Isn't that, um, it's like you get like four people or something like that. And then there's a category.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or no, it's usually, so it's like four people and then one person closes their eyes and then the three people come up with the number one through 10, Mm -hmm. let's say the number seven. Um, but then that one person has their head down. Then they, the three people come up with the number and then that person lifts their head up and they ask three questions and they're like, all right, give me a car to one of the, the people. That knows the number seven. Gotcha. Um, the person asking the questions has no idea what the number is. So like, all right, give me a car brand. So on a on a scale from one to ten, you have to say a car that ranks on a seven. Like okay. one being the worst, ten being the best. You would say like, all right, like a twenty twenty, Silverado or gotcha. whatever. So yeah, you, that's you, fun too.
0: Yeah, you you want to know what we did at the end of the year? Yeah. I I actually I spearheaded this um to keep it light. I think we only had like a week, like two weeks left. And I, I decided to, we had like Jetsby's awards. Uh-huh. So it's like best yeah. piece, but it's like for yeah, the Newman Jets. And we have them at the school. It's like a school function. They have awards, everything like that. And I was like, now let me make some like comedic Jetsby yeah. awards just for the baseball team. So we had like, I, I made like a Google, a Google form with just like random categories. Yeah. And I had nominees for each one. <laughs> It'd be like, I think we had like the Mike Tyson award. And it was like for guys that ended up like punching stuff in really? the middle of the season. <laughs> like we had one guy one of our pitchers, he had a bad outing. He started punching our metal wall after his out. Like, yeah, it wasn't the smartest decision. <laughs> so we had like a Mike Tyson award. We had a uh, hottest relative award, <laughs> like for guys, like they're, they're like older sisters, oh stuff gosh, like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Just funny, funny thing. Like, like stay hot award, like <laughs> best moment of the year. Um, The, I think we had the copper glove for like uh like who's the worst defender
1: frying pan. Yeah. The frying
0: <laughs> pan award, uh, dude, the one, the category that won that one, we had all of our third baseman during bunt defense because really? our, our, <laughs> during bunt defense, dude, we had like a, a good third base, good third baseman, but like in bunt defense in practice, dude, the worst defenders on the planet, dude, they'd be like launching balls everything. <laughs> so that, that was, uh, it was pretty fun, but I don't know, dude, I'm excited to see how your season goes, man.
1: Yeah. I'm excited too. It should be, it should be fun. It'll be, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be busy and and long. But... Yeah,
0: new new completely new cast of characters yeah. over at Wichita State. Enjoy. It'll be fun. I'll make sure to keep up with that. Hopefully, get on see you on those those games that are televised, especially yeah. those that Jacksonville tournament. I'll yeah, be. Yeah, most
1: of them will be on ESPN Plus. So okay, you can, you can check them out there. And then if you ever want to go to the Eck, let me know and I got you with some tickets. Oh, dude, I some appreciate that. Tickets, yeah.
0: All right, well, Mauricio Milan, Wichita State. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate appreciate Bimal and and everyone here. So it's been good. Heck yeah.